Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail, where mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I am your host, Gary Ware. And today on the show, I have AJ Amix. AJ is a coach, he is a mentor, and most importantly, he is helping people find their passion and do awesome things. Welcome to the show, AJ. Dude, thank you so much for having me, Gary. I'm like freaking stoked. It's it's early, definitely early your time, not so early my time, but I'm excited to be with you this this morning. Yeah, exactly. And it wouldn't be a breakthrough cocktail podcast without discussing what you're drinking today. So AJ, what are you drinking this morning? So I am drinking a Starbucks roast. I think it's the French, uh, the dark, the French dark roast, French pressed in my little French press. That's what I got. Drinking it out of the Nirvana throwback coffee thermos. Nice. And I am drinking some Stumptown <laughs> coffee. Uh, this is a, you know, shout out to my friends over in Portland. There's a new uh, little shop right up the street from my office and they serve that and I'm drinking it in my Chewbacca mug. So yeah, I got to kick the day off right. You got it. You got it. Now for in the evening, it would probably be some beer of some kind. Who knows yeah, like yeah. what type of beer it would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, you know, here in San Diego, we're the home of craft brew. So a good stone IPA, uh, Sculpin, um, you know, yeah, that's just how I get down. What about you? I mean, I, anything, I get anything. I am in love with Mexican beers. Like I've never had a Mexican beer that I do not like nice. any from, from the dark, from their light. Like, I don't know. I, Cause it's like nice. It's crisp. It's clean. I know it's like probably micro filtered or something. I'm not, I don't know all of the microbrewery language or yeah. anything like that, but I love Mexican beer. I, I love Mexican beer. Awesome. Yeah. And that just reminds me of just the times going down in college, uh, since I live so close, uh, you know, down to Rosarito and whatnot, and, you know, laying back, drinking a good Corona, Dos Equis, and yeah, and just hanging out. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was in, uh, in where was it? Cozumel. I was in Cozumel this summer with my girlfriend, and we had this big catamaran, and we were snorkeling, and after we got done, they served everybody draft. It was Dos Equis on draft. It was like the best Dos Equis ever. I don't know why, if it was just because we're in Cozumel on a sailboat drinking draft beer, but for whatever reason, it tasted so much better than it does here in the States. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, right from the source. Yeah. So before we get started and jump into your story, how about you give our listeners just a little taste of what you do? So pretty much the, the, the simple answer is we take people from either an idea or if they already have a business, if they're a coach, they're a consultant, or they're a trainer, and then launch their coaching program and monetize it in 90 days or less. So that's like what we do in a nutshell. And there's lots of things that play into that and lots of dynamics that play into that, but that's the overall goal. That's why people come to work with me or my business partner, Andy. Awesome. And um, so why did you get into that? Can you uh, just let's jump back into the story and, you know, hear your journey and how you got into coaching and more specifically helping other coaches launch their their programs? Yeah. And so one of the reasons is just it's just kind of been my own unique journey is launching stuff and trying and launching and trying and launching. And so many people are just scared to go. You know, like I was talking to somebody the other day, one of our clients, and she had created a campaign. She hadn't launched it, but she had, you know, created videos. She had written email copy, and then she sent it to me to review. And I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know how we're going to use this. And so when we got on our call, I was like, this is great for a broadcast sequence if we're promoting to our own list. But for what we're trying to do, we need to tweak this a little bit. And she's like, how did I miss this? And she was upset with herself. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. 
And I said, do you know the best way to learn a city? She's like, no. I'm like, go get lost. <laughs> like if you go to a new city, if you go get lost, then you find your way back. You know all the side streets, you know your way around, and that's the best way to learn the city. So when it comes to launching a business, in my opinion, the best way to learn is just to go. Be willing to break stuff, be willing to mess up, be willing just to take massive action quickly and learn because you're going to remember those mistakes um, faster than anything. That's how I've learned everything that I know. And so when it came back to me saying, okay, well, I love creating. I'm very creative. My background's being a professional rock and roll musician, and we toured throughout the Midwest and had record offers and so on. And so I was like, how can I harness this creative energy and bring it more into the internet space? Because I wanted to be able to create a business where I could work from anywhere in the world. I had no clue what that would look like. I didn't know anything about internet marketing or traffic or conversion. I knew nothing. And so as I started learning, like, well, you have to leverage your own path, things that you have walked in the trenches with, things that you have bled with, things that you have sweated for. And I'm like, all right. So as I looked at it and I clarified my own my path, my process, launching things, putting things together, kind of harnessed my creative energy. It harnessed my talents. And I've been doing it for you know five years now. So it's just something I've become really, really, really good at and be able to articulate clearly so we can get people moving in a fast direction. Awesome. And uh, actually, before we even get into that, I want to take a time out. You were in a rock band. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. So I was in a, a Christian rock band. It was called Trade Cities. And we started out playing in high school. I picked up an old banged up acoustic guitar out of a shed in the back of uh, our place. It was Apparently, it was my dad's when he was <laughs> in high school, but he never knew how to play it. Like He just never learned. I think he said it hurt. he tried and it hurt his hands. And he's like, I'm done. And so I liked it. So I went online and I started to learn how to read tablets. Just anybody knows guitar. I, it's just you have lines and you have numbers. And wherever the number is, that's where you put your fingers on the fretboard. Pretty simple. I don't know how to read music. I don't know anything about music theory. I don't know anything about keys or anything like that. And uh, so I just started learning, started playing with friends. And we continue writing and writing and writing. And we played this show when we were seniors in high school. We had this thing called Senior Assembly where it was like the assembly for the seniors. And since we were seniors, like all the family came in and there was about 1,200 people in the gymnasium. And we wrote this song for Senior Assembly and we had convinced the staff of our high school to let us play it. And so that was our very first show was in front of 1,200 people. And so we're nervous. I'm sweating to death. I'm freaking nervous. Sitting on this bar stool with this acoustic guitar with my buddy Travis. And we play this song that we wrote and everybody was like clapping along and it was like, like cheering. They liked it. And I was like, this is awesome having 1,200 people like clap at one time in unison. And then we played a song and after we got done, this lady that was filming it for the high school, she said, do you guys have a manager? We're like, no, this is like our very first <laughs> song to ever play and I don't even know what we're doing right now. And she's like, well, you guys need to get one because you guys are really good. So we did not ever get a manager, but we just kind of kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. And so if we fast forward into university, when I was in university, this was in 2006, I would have been, that was my junior year in, high, in uh, university. I said, okay, I want to take this music thing serious. And Travis like, let's do it, man. So we bought our own PA system. I read music law books, music business books, music marketing books, like everything I could get my hands on when it was in music. And then I started working for one of the reputable uh, booking agencies in Dallas. Even though I was in West Texas going to university, I would drive back home every single weekend. It's about four hours. We'd rehearse with the band because our, our, some of our guys were here in my hometown. And then I was booking artists. I worked for free for eight months to learn the music industry. 
inside out. I had relationships with like Montel Jordan's manager and like, uh, what was the, the temptations manager? So I'm sitting in university classroom one day and my phone goes off and I like walk out of the classroom and I'm sitting in the hallway talking to like the temptations manager. And he's like, yo dude, what are you doing? I'm like sitting in class, <laughs> you know? And so it was really cool, like to be able to talk to these people and learn the business. And that's how I was able to say to go from us playing in garages and by 2009, we had kind of figured out the game of the Christian rock and roll industry. And we had two record offers. We had raised capital. We had this 38-foot tour bus. We had radio play here in Dallas. And so all of that kind of was just climbing the proverbial hill of independent rock and roll success until we decided to take a time out and call it quits in October of 2009. Wow. That is yeah. awesome. And so just listening to the story, I feel there's so many lessons that our listeners can take away. You know, one, you didn't let the fact that you didn't know how to read music get you down. And I feel a lot of people, they get stuck in the minutia, the little itty bitty details, and then it keeps them from getting started. But you, you know, found your way around it. And I feel sometimes passion and mindset will outweigh um, actually getting skill sets. So that's the yeah. first lesson. And you know what's interesting about this is, is I look back and clarify that experience. It's, it's very interesting because it, it was more of um, we were creating from a place of innocence. The, there was no judgment of the creation. There was no um, jadedness. I don't even know if that's a word <laughs> of, of the process of business. Like we did things, uh, I did things where I would walk up to a radio guy and be like, hey, dude, we have this thing. Who would we talk to if we wanted to get on air? And he's like, hey, uh, here's a business card. You need to co uh, contact this guy, like Drew Mitchell. And I'm like, cool. I'd get home, send Drew an email. Never, he'd never follow up. And I would like send him an email again, like three months later. And he finally got back to me. And that's how we got it in. But I never thought, oh, this is a radio guy. Uh, am I saying the right things? Am I having the right pitches? Like, I was just like, go, like, just, just go, just go, just create. And in that place, wonderful things happen. And even to this day, I have to like remove myself from being, you know, the older we get, the more that we kind of place these labels on things. And I think, man, I need to be a little bit more innocent, meaning not being jaded, allow myself to go back to when I was 22, 23 years old, when it was just ignorance on fire. You just, you're passionate about something, you're driven, you wanted it, and you just took massive action again with no judgment of the outcome, whether it was gonna be good or whether it was be bad. If somebody's like, oh, you couldn't do that, you're like, well, why not? And they're like, because people don't do it that way. Well, it worked for us, like, you yeah. know? So I just think that's the biggest lessons for me is just allow ourselves to be innocent. The, the more that we age, to allow ourselves to stay in that place of innocent creation. Yeah, like I do a lot of improv comedy and that's some of the tenets of improv is just um, play and yeah. having fun and no judgment. Because you're right, the moment you start getting in your head and you start thinking, oh, is this the right move? Is this the right thing to do? Then you start second guessing yourself and you're not gonna take any action. Exactly, and I even look at like some of the music that we created, like our single that was on the, on the radio is called Messages, and that song, there was like no rules. Um, I didn't know how to read music. The guys that wrote it, like we came together to create something as a team. It wasn't just me. I was only good at like marketing, business, and slightly leadership by keeping everybody <laughs> together and packaging us. You know, I was not the songwriter, even though I, I helped tweak it, but we created stuff from our gut. Like we'd be like, hey, we should tweak this because this 
this feels better to me. And so-and-so would give us feedback and say, well, I think we should tweak it this way because this feels better to me. And then we would work with this thing and then we would intuitively create this creation, this song. And then we'd step back and listen to it and be like, yep, that feels good, ship it, right? Again, no judgment. It's like, it feels good, ship it. And that's how we, that was our writing process. And I think for lots of us that are coaches, authors, speakers, or even entrepreneurs, our best products, our best marketing ideas, our best breakthroughs are when we listen to that voice that's coming through us and don't judge it. If it says ship it, ship it and just go. That is awesome. And then the other thing I gleaned from that is just teamwork, knowing what your strengths are and funding other people that will compliment you and Again, no judgments, you know, no judgments on yourself because like you said, you know where your strengths were, you leadership, marketing, and then you found other people that could complement that. And together, you guys made an awesome group. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a great test if nobody's taken it. It's called the Wealth Dynamics Profile. I think it's like 97 bucks or something. I've taken it um, a couple of times. And it literally dramatically changed uh, kind of my perception of myself because I've taken like these strength assessments and they're like leadership or marketing. And you're like, dude, I know that, right? But this was talking about how do we create wealth? And each one of us has an own unique genius or our own unique flow. So like my primary flow is what they call, I think it's the creator, meaning I facilitate vision. I facilitate creative energy and the only way that I can create wealth and tap into the abundance flow that's always flowing is if I have team members to help me pull off that vision. If I don't, there's no way in hell I'm going to tap into the flow because that's my flow. That's my energy. That's, my, that's me as a human being. Now, there's other people who are mechanics. They're very good at implementing. And the only way that they can tap into their wealth is by teaming up with the people with vision right, are the people who have that big creative vision, but they're the ones that like to implement it or step the step-by-step process. And so we all have a primary genius and a secondary genius. And so mine was like that creative, they called it a star, somebody who's kind of that personal brand. And then my secondary was the mechanics. So that's why I'm able to implement some of these marketing mechanics. And so as I, that was clarified for me, I'm like, hmm, all right, so if I'm this star, this person who's supposed to be this mouthpiece, this voice, this thought leader, and I have the secondary skill sets to be able to implement, well, that means I need other people in my world if I'm going to pull off what I feel that's coming through me. And you know, that's one of the reasons that I partnered with Andy Zitzman, my business partner, so we can start building that team. And that's why I have assistants that work with us, so we're creating that team because without it, I would not tap into my flow. And so I think it's just really important for each one of us to understand that we all have our own unique flow. And so many times we look externally and we're like, well, if Nick Unsworth is operating this way, or if Gary Ware is operating this way, or if Brendan's operating this way, then I'm going to model that. But what if our creative genius is not their creative genius? And if we're modeling that, we're never going to be able to replicate what they did because it's not congruent and alignment with who we are as an individual. Yeah, it's so smart. Um, and if anyone listening is interested in that assessment, uh, I'll make sure to include a link to it in the show notes. Um, so head over to breakthroughcocktail.com and find this interview and, and we'll have a link to that. All right, so, so moving on, you realized, all right, the music thing, you guys, it run its course and it's time for something else. And you, you know, we're thinking about your next uh, venture. You knowing what your strengths are, how did you come about 
the whole coaching aspect and specifically working with other coach to help them with programs? Yeah. So it was really interesting because in 2008, I'd been kind of turned on to the whole world of internet marketing. So I I was still touring full time, you know, still working at an ad agency as a contractor and, and touring. That was kind of my whole lifestyle at that point in time. And as I was reading books like Four Hour Work Week and stuff like that, my mind was opened up to a whole new possibility. And so I was like trying to understand these things in the internet marketing world and how do I apply them to our music career. And at that time, it was like MySpace. And so I was like, all right, this is how we gain <laughs> friends. This is how we gain friends. And like, that's all we knew. And by the way, it worked. It was, it was incredible how many shows we got from just networking on MySpace and joining different kind of groups and stuff. It was really interesting. But, so, but as I continued going down that path, and then our music career came to a screeching halt in October of 2009. And then between 2009 and March of 2010, I lost everything. Like the music career that I've been doing for 10 years was gone. Like that was a my identity literally was gone. And that was that was a lot to kind of think through. Like, oh my gosh, do I start another band? Do I regroup with some of these guys? Do I do something different? And that was a hard time. And then my parents got a divorce on my birthday. The girl I was dating, um, she's like, you have to leave. You know, I didn't have a job. I just finished up my contracting position. So like everything that I knew about life was gone except my health. So then this said, all right, well, what in the world is my purpose for existence? And so I literally spent six months from October, I mean, from March of 2010 till pretty much like August, um, really September, I was asking the same question, like, what is my purpose for existence? I mean, yeah, here I am. I'm interested in this whole internet marketing world, this whole idea of lifestyle design. I have no clue how to pull it off, but like, what do I do? What do I do? What am I here for? And this whole time I'm buying like courses, I'm hiring consultants. I am just learning how to do WordPress. I'm, I'm learning kind of the basics of internet marketing at this time. And as I continue to ask and continue to ask, finally in November of 2010, as I was sitting in a deer blind um, one day and I was kind of sitting in this meditation place asking the question, what is my purpose of existence? What is my purpose of existence? Finally, this voice spoke through me and it said to inspire millions. And I'm like, all right, that's good. That's what we did in music. But what? Like, what am I inspiring them to do, voice? And the voice was like, well, to pursue their passions. I'm like, to pursue their passions. What a novel concept. <laughs> right? And I'm like, that feels good to me. I was like, perfect. So then I embarked upon the journey of trying to use the internet to do just that, to inspire millions to pursue their passions. And that led me to figuring out how to start do, uh, creating a social media marketing agency where I was working with small business owners. And so again, I'm getting paid to learn the mechanics of the whole marketing. I'm, I went out and I sold this, this marketing stuff. I took a course. I, I learned how to uh, produce a result. I then went and sold these results. And then I fulfilled these results for 18 months for these different lawyers and these different brick and mortar companies. And then when I had 22 clients on a reoccurring basis, it was just me and a buddy of mine at that time and I, hiring my brother to do a little bit of work. And I really wasn't pricing it right because that way I wasn't pricing it high enough where I could really outsource some of the work. And I was working like ridiculous, like 14, 16 hour days. And I was just drained. I was just like, man, I'd rather shoot myself in the face and die than continue doing this. This is just draining the life out of me. And I said, there has to be a better way. And as I asked that question, I saw like Brendan who had these coaching groups. And I'm like, all right. And then Brendan talked about harnessing your own experience to create a product or a program. I'm like, all right, I think I can do that. That seems fun to me, right? Again, listening to the voice that's channeling through me. That feels good to me. Let's figure out how to do that. So then I took massive action and created my first group coaching program teaching, I was actually teaching healers, psychics, numerologists, astrologists, like that world, 
how to use social media to grow their healing practice. And that was my very first group coaching program. And that would have been in August of 2012. And ever since then, this has been a continual leveling up process and going from working with healers to working with like small business owners and then working with coaches and then working with consultants. And that brings us to current day where I'm like, I just want to narrow my focus and only work with coaches and consultants because these are people like me that they feel called to lead some type of people. They feel called to lead some type of movement. And those are the people that I want to inspire. Coming back to that time when I was asking that question, what is my purpose? To inspire those to pursue something that they're called to do. Ah, such an inspiring story. And I love how all along the way, you're continuing to learn and you know level up your experience and mm-hmm. then just listen to your inner voice and start to niche down. And it, it's, it's great to see that progression where you're just trying things. And then as you're trying things, you're learning and then you're sort of moving along that path until you found something. And like you said, it's like, all right, this feels good. You know, let's, let's roll with this. And I think so many times, like there's this myth in the entrepreneurial industry, maybe in the, even in the personal development industry where we're asking like, what's that one thing? Like, what is my passion? What is the thing? I don't think the one thing or the passion exists. And I don't think you can sit and ask the question, like, what is my passion? What, what business do I want to create? And then literally project like what you're going to do when you're 60 or 70 years old, even if you're, you're 10 years, I don't, there's no way I could even fathom what's going to happen. in 10. I'm just not at a place where I have that vision for 10 years out. If I do have the vision for maybe five years out or three years out, and, but that's going to change and be dynamic as I'm moving toward it. And so what I think like the reality, the truth of this whole matter is, is it's kind of like driving down a highway at night. Like the lights are on and we can only see so far and that's our passion or the one thing. But then once we get there, then we're exposed to a new possibility because the lights are shining a little bit further because we've moved a little bit. And in this place, we have a new perception of like, oh, I could do this now. And so then we move in that direction. And I honestly think life and entrepreneurship is nothing but us just consistently moving forward in those tiny, small progressions. And in between that tiny space of where you were and where the lights are, that's a journey and you hit the milestone. Once you hit the milestone, you see a new possibility that becomes the next progression of your journey and on and on and on. And now when we get to be, we do this consistently, we're 60, 70, 80 years old and we look back and we're like, look at all I've accomplished. Look at all the people I've helped. But it's, it's, a, it's a journey. And that's why, you know, you see, like, they say entrepreneurship is not a, a line, like an upward line. It's like, but it's all kind of up, you know, that I think that's the reason why is because the passion, the one thing doesn't exist. And it's just we're evolving and trying this to be in this experience. Yeah. And I think that's another good takeaway is that so many people get caught up with so many ideas They're like, oh, I should do this. I should do this. And then they ended up end up going nowhere. Um, Try something on for a bit because you're right. There isn't one passion. There isn't one thing that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. For the people that find that that's great, but for everyone else, there could be a whole multitude of things. So try one thing on. And like you said, keep moving forward. And then when that doesn't necessarily feel good, you're going to be exposed to so many other things. Be willing to pivot and, and keep, you know, going on that journey. Yep, exactly. 
And I think the danger in, though, of this, of being willing to pivot, that's the answer. Yes, be willing to pivot. But at the same time, we as entrepreneurs have to be willing to focus and not be like caught up into just moving and moving and moving and moving. Because if we do, then we become like these little hamsters who are just running on this wheel and then we're never really moving forward. So it's very, very, very important for us as entrepreneurs to take time to come back and be still to ask the bigger questions so we can see possibilities. There's this possibility, there's this possibility. What should I take, higher voice? What should I take, spirit? And then it's going to give us that direction. And if we, ask, if we take the time to like just take, create space within the midst of chaos, that's when we're going to start finding more of these truer solutions rather than trying here and here and here and here and here and here and here when we could have just asked and maybe we could have tried here and here and got to the ultimate same destination. We're like literally shrinking our process of moving from point A to point B into 90 days to accomplish the same result of what maybe without being still would have taken us six months or a year. Now, now getting down to the, the heart of it, that is one of the things that you and your business partner do. You work with coaches, entrepreneurs, and help them, you know, develop programs within 90 days. And I just want to give our audience just a little taste of that. What is, when you're working with people, what is one of the first things that you have them do to get them on that fast track that's going to get progress within that 90 day period? Yeah. So the first thing is coming to a place of power because we can learn the marketing, we can learn the mechanics, we can learn the sales all day long, but if we as an entrepreneur are not at a place of power, then it's not gonna be anything. We're not gonna be able to attract our target market. We're not gonna know who our target market is. We're not gonna speak their language. Like It's just not gonna work. We're not gonna believe in ourselves. We're not gonna have certainty in ourselves. So we have to say, we have to get to a place of power. And that brings up the question, well, what is power? Well, power is being very clear, being very confident and having absolute certainty, certainty in your ability to deliver this thing that you want to create. So then it's like, well, how do we get to have these three things? Because clarity, confidence, and certainty, they produce cash. Always, without these three, you will not produce cash. So the first thing is selecting the problem that you solve. And so many times as entrepreneurs, we want to get wordy rather than bringing it down to the big three, money, relationships, or the body. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is the result that I can produce for somebody? Can I help them make more money? Do I help them manage their money? Do I help them invest their money? When it comes to relationships, do I help them find a new partner, help them take their partnership to a next level, You know, create a bond with their daughter, their son, their mother, their father, their aunties, their uncles? Like, What is it within the relationship sphere? Or thirdly, in our bodies, are we losing weight? Are we toning up? Are we building mass? Are we having more energy? Are we dropping like body fat percentages? Like, What is the result that we're getting in the body? And once we get clear on that and we're able to say, all right, well, this is what it helped. This is boom. This is what I do for people. I help them make more money or I help them lose weight. Then we have to say, all right, well, who? So we come into the, the, the third or the second piece of this, which is identity, like identify your target market. Who is it that you help? And so many times as entrepreneurs, we buy into this, this belief of scarcity, which is like, well, I can help everybody. I can help anybody who wants to lose weight which that's the reality, but if that's the language that we're articulating out of our mouths, what happens is we're trying to be everything to everyone, and the reality is that we become nothing to nobody because our market, our message is so general and so broad that it's, gonna be, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. 
because we have to understand that we as humans, when we go to bed at night, we're asking ourselves for solutions to problems. I mean, each one of us, no matter where we're at in our lives, no matter where we're at in our businesses, we're dealing with stuff. There's, there's problems going on in our lives in, in all three of these areas of some, in some form or fashion. And so we have to take the time to identify for our target, what is that problem that they're going to bed with? And what is it that they're waking up and they're saying, oh, I, just, I wish I had the solution to this. Because if we can answer that question, man, we have so much power, we have so much influence because now we can come into the marketplace and say, I can help you lose weight. And by the way, if you're asking this question like, man, how do I just stop feeling fat and lethargic? I'm just sick and tired of it. Well, I can help you do this in 60 days or I can help you feel better in 30 days or 90 days. Now you're going to start gaining the traction. But now it's like, well, who? Is this men? Is this women? How old are they? Be willing to niche down the niche. See, I bought into this whole idea of scarcity for a long time. It's like, well, if I tell people um, I'm just a Twitter guy, that's what I've become known for. Well, that's not what I do. I mean, that's a piece of what I do. And yeah, I teach that within our programs, but that's not all of my capacity to help people. And so I felt like pigeonholed. I felt trapped. But the reality is when I allowed myself to niche the niche and just talk on Twitter for a while, well, that was pretty much like the gateway drug into me, the gateway drug into my brand for allow people to come into my world to have an experience with me to then be able to purchase more stuff. But without that window of talking about that specific thing, I would not have had the opportunity. I didn't have the opportunity to go on podcasts. I didn't have the opportunity to go speak at different events. So the question becomes for us, how do we niche our niche? What is one thing that we could say, I want to be known for this? Even though you can deliver on a multitude of services, but you become known for this one thing and allow that one thing to be the doorway into you and your brand. So once we've selected, once we've identified who it is, the next piece is confirming. And so you want to ask yourself, you know, our target market, what is it that they're dreaming of? What is it that they're going to bed with at night? What is, who is it that they're following? What is it that they're Googling and using like the Google uh, keyword planner to really find those keywords so we know exactly what they're Googling? So if we have the idea that we know it's valid, you know, what are they, what books are they reading on Amazon? And by the way, go to Amazon and read the, the positive reviews for those books and read the negative reviews of those books because that helps us get the language of what they're dreaming of, what they like, what they don't like, what they're scared of. And once we know that, then we're able to move into the second piece of this, which is like our program, our offering. Because we could say, well, I'm a coach. I have this program. Nobody wants to hire a coach. Nobody wants to buy a product or a program. No, what they want is results. So we have to be clear on that piece. So when we move into the program, we say, I have this that helps you get this result. And these are the frameworks that I guide you through from point A to point B. Because our job as a coach, as a consultant, as a trainer is to get people from point A to point B as quickly and efficiently as possible. So that's kind of like the foundational starting piece is power and then moving into the second phase of this, which is crafting the program. And we could go into the frameworks if you want to get into how do we craft that program? Yeah, let's let's jump into that real quick. I feel this is very engaging. Yeah. So the idea of the program is like, all right, so we know our job is to guide somebody point A to point B. So now our job is to look internally to figure out what is our framework to get somebody from point A to point B, because 
it does not make you a coach to go read a book, buy a course and be like, all right, I read this course. I'm qualified to teach this. You, you probably could, don't get me wrong, and you could probably sell, but I'm going to tell you your success is going to be very short-lived because you're not going to have confidence in your ability to teach, and you're not going to have any certainty on your ability to deliver upon the thing that you sold. Like Eventually, imposter syndrome is going to sit in. Okay, So the question becomes, well, how do I bring power into my program? And it's through mapping out your own life. What makes you great as a coach, what makes you great as a consultant or as a trainer is because you bled in the trenches. You sweat in the trenches. So all you need to do is look internally and say, there was a time in my life when I did not have this thing, the, the problem that we're solving. I didn't have it, and I was in this prison. And we need to take the time to clarify, what does it look like? What's it sound like? What's it feel like? And we need to get clear on that because our target market is in that prison. They're experiencing in that. And when we take the time to clarify what it looks like, sounds like, and feels like, we're creating the emotional resonancy and the story where they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's how I feel, right? And they're like, yeah. And then you're going to fast forward and look on the other side of the program and understand that's just paradise. And what does it look like, sound like, feel like? Because now you have this thing, you're having this experience. And remember, people want to go from this place of prison to this place of paradise. So now the question becomes, what's step one? What's step two that you took? Three, four, five, six. I like breaking it down into four chunks. So if we look at this idea of creating a program as a coach, my four-step process is power, is platform, I mean not platform, power, program, and then building your online platform and then getting into the promotional elements of it, right? That's the steps it takes to get us to profit. So for you, what is step one? What was the first step that you took? What was the second? What was the third? What was the fourth? And just write these down. And once we know that, then we're going to clarify those steps and say, okay, well, step one is X. What does X mean? What's the meaning of X? So I told you guys my first step is power. And I said, well, what's the meaning of power? Well, power is being clear, confidence, and certain. That's what it means. Like, All right. So if that's what it means, well, then the next piece of clarifying that is looking back on your life and saying, when was there a time in your life when you didn't have that step? So for me, when was there a time in life I didn't have power? And it came from when I first created my first program, I kind of knew the mechanics of marketing and I went out and I sold this thing and I taught it, but I just wasn't seeing the traction that I wanted. And it's because I, I had taught the mechanics, but I had not pulled into my own personal journey. I had not taken the time to clarify my life where outside of this program, I wrote down, all right, in 2006, I knew nothing about internet marketing. In 2007, I knew a little bit. In 2008, I read the four-hour work week. 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And I wrote down everything that happened in these years, good things, bad things, books I read, anything I could remember. And then as I sat back and I looked at this poster board, I'm like, wow, look at the journey I've gone from. I've went from here and now I'm here you know what, I really am qualified to teach this program. And I, yeah, I don't have a certification. I've never taken like a certified or I don't have a college degree in this thing. But what's more powerful is my life experience. I've bled in the trenches. I, I've sweat in the trenches and nobody can discount this. So then I was able to bring those stories to articulate those into my steps. And we as teachers, the best thing that we can do to teach our target market is to share stories. Right? The greatest teachers on the planet in all industries, they're storytellers. Right, So we have to enhance our ability to tell stories. So we have keyword, meaning, story. Once we have the story, then we come into the model of the steps, so the model of power. 
So the model for me was select, identify, confirm. That's how we get to the place of power. That's the step. Thinking through, again, prison to paradise model. Within the step, power, you have no power, prison. On the other side, you have power. You're very clear, confident, and certain. What are the steps to go from point A to point B? That becomes the model that I teach within the step. That becomes the content within the step. And that's for those listening, that's how you craft the content within the step for your target market to take that first step to build the bridge to get them to the second place they want to go. Once we know the model, then we come into the idea of what's the myth and then what's the truth. So for power, I always thought if I built it, they would come. If I built the website, if I had the online platform, if I had a podcast, that the world would flock to me. That was total myth. It did not happen, right? Total myth, right? Until the truth was until I got clear on what it was I was doing to help people, on who I was helping, and how I could help them and why it's going to benefit them. Nobody listened to me. Nobody wanted my content. They weren't sharing my content. They weren't inviting me onto a platform like this. But once I got to a place of power, now things started moving and it made the platform make way more sense. So the takeaway as we're going through this idea of creating the program is how can you clarify your own unique journey from where were you in a place or time where you were in a prison where you didn't have that thing? Then when were you in a place of paradise where you did have the thing? Then also, what was the pivotal experience that you had that opened you up to a new possibility? Because you were experiencing pain, something happened, whether you read a book, you watched a movie, maybe something traumatic happened in your life, and it opened you up to a new possibility where you saw your paradise, and you're like, I want this, and then you embarked upon the journey. And that journey, my friends, becomes what you teach. It becomes what you sell. And then we move on to the third step, which is the idea of platform and building your homepage money machine and opt-ins and internet marketing and then promotion to get traffic, to convert the traffic. And you just repeat. I mean, the, the, the simple formula, as you continue to grow, you always just go through the formula again. Even for me, when I create a new program, guess what? I go through this exact same frameworks to create talks, to create anything. This is the framework I use. Yeah, and for all those listening, AJ has been helping me craft the Career You Deserve Masterclass. And uh, just yesterday, I felt we had a breakthrough moment because I was telling AJ that I was getting uh, stuck and some of the blocks were, uh, just like what he said, is I was taking all of this knowledge that I was consuming and try to craft it into, you know, this message and incorporate it into, you know, my six steps. And it was making it so I didn't have confidence because I didn't really feel confident in all this new material. And the moment where I had that moment of clarity is when we did just that, when AJ said, well, Gary, you've done this. What were what was the personal experience that you went through and what was, um, you know, how did you get out of that? And we mapped it out. And then from there, I felt my confidence level rise 110% because I knew, yeah, I'm qualified to give this instruction because, yes, I went through that and I dug myself out of it. And I feel that this is something that um, could add value to others. Yeah. And the cool thing is we were able to articulate this in about 35 minutes. You know, the whole six week program was clarified and we don't have to go externally for the information. It was just taking time to look internally and then clarify it on your sheet of paper. So you knew your points. Yeah, exactly. So if, if you're, you know, looking to build your own program, 
I know a lot of people because they're jazzed on internet marketing. They're they're quick to you know get their WordPress site up. They're quick to you know start whatever it is Facebook ads or get their opt in. But I highly, highly, highly recommend that you you know start this this process at at this point because if you don't, as you mentioned, AJ, yeah, you know you may you know start making a few bucks um but i feel that will be short-lived because you're going to hit some roadblocks because you're either not you're not at enough enough personal experience or your audience is not defined correctly or your your offer so take the time and um, we'll include links to um, uh, where you can get in touch with aj um in a bit because yeah all this information is you know we just gave it all to you but uh you know as i mentioned in numerous podcasts you know there are a number of things that help you go and you know one is a coach you know someone that's going to keep you accountable because i know if i were to just take this information from aj and just try to do it on my own i have every good intention to keep going but sometimes life gets in the way and you know you start to you slack off or and you're not holding yourself accountable so um yeah i highly recommend that if you are trying to be serious um you know get someone to help you uh whether it's a mastermind group or or coach like aj because it will help you from falling off the wagon yeah absolutely absolutely cool all right this has been great stuff but now it's time to jump into the lightning round aj are you ready dude let's lighten it up man thunderstorm right. bring all it all right yes and so for everyone listening i ask all of my guests here on the breakthrough cocktail podcast uh some of the same questions uh just to hear how we uh how they tick um and the first question is aj when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grow up I wanted to play professional soccer and i was able to go play in europe i was able to play in england when i was like 10 or 11 on this club team. I played club teams growing up and like, dude, I, I ate, breathe, breathe and slept soccer. Like I had all the magazine. I like would watch. I was a weird kid that would record the World Cup game and then have the VHS and then watch it for the whole next four years and be like, oh, did you see how that played? Did they see how they did? And then I would grab my ball and I'd go outside and instead of playing video games, I was the guy like kicking it at trees because I lived in the country and I was just like <laughs> kicking up against the fence and I was like visualizing me being in the game. Dude, I was going to play and I actually got an uh, offer to play in university and have a scholarship but my legs hurt my um, my calf muscles were being pulled from my shins and like literally the last two years of high school I was like popping handfuls of ibuprofen and like if you breathed on my legs it just hurt and so I decided I guess maybe I wasn't cut out for I just didn't want to endure the pain anymore I get maybe I'm a little pussy I don't know yeah yeah you know you never know uh but again uh there's so many lessons in every story that you tell AJ because just listening to that I feel that our audience, you know, the one thing that you did that I find remarkable is you immerse yourself into it. You dove headfirst into soccer and you le uh, lived and breathed and everything with soccer. And if you're trying to level up whatever it is, sometimes you just need to jump into it and just surround yourself with it. You have to. I, I, maybe it's because I'm I'm literally like obsessive. Like when I get into something, I'm I'm all in, like all in. Like if it was music, I was all on music. It's all I read. It's all I watched. I looked. I observed. I pulled things apart. I was all in. And yeah. so I think it's with anything, dude. Uh, it was like the, I think it was Outliers. About ten thousand hours to master the thing. Mm -hmm. Anybody who crushes spends a crazy amount of time to level up to have a level of skill sets that's excellent. I mean, anybody, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You look at the guitar player. It doesn't matter. It transcends all industries. You have to go all in and put the time in. Yeah. 
Uh, so next question is, you talked about a number of uh, failures, but I want to see if you have another failure that you can share with our audience that you had to get over. <laughs> so here's a funny failure. So when I first learned about this whole idea of internet marketing, I was like, this is genius. So I, I just got done you know, touring and I'm like, the music industry needs, needs this. And keep in mind, at this point in time, I just knew this stuff theoretically. I'd never applied any of it. Like, So the whole idea of homepages and opt-ins and autoresponders and Aweber. Like, I just knew it theoretically on an intellectual level, but not in an application level. And so I was like, I'm going to create this program for the music industry. And I, I, I think it was called Explode Your Career, Explode Your Music Career or something. I don't know. And I talked a friend of mine into doing the videos. <laughs> the videos are so terrible. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. We, we shot them in my house and I like had all like this leather jacket on and the scarf and sunglasses. <laughs> and I'm trying to teach on these things. And as I look back onto it, it was massive action, but it was, it was, it was terrible. But at least I, I learned a lot in that process. So I created these videos. I created this WordPress site. I bought one shoppingcart.com at the time and I was like, oh, affiliates, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to over deliver. And anybody who promotes this program, I'm going to pay them 60%, right? Because everybody else is paying like 50 or 40. So I'm going to over deliver and I'm going to go to Los Angeles and I'm going to get these record companies to promote this thing. And so <laughs> I had a buddy of mine that lived in Burbank. So guess what I did? I bought a plane ticket to Burbank. And I went to like Warner Brothers. I went to the like all these record companies. I was shooting videos outside their headquarters. I was calling the, the AR executives trying to get them to promote this thing. None of them returned my phone call. I was using my contacts and talking to them about it. And nobody would promote it because they kept asking me, AJ, what results have you gotten for people? And I'm like, well, none. But I'm telling you, this, this will work. This is good. This is the future. <laughs> and I spent three weeks in Burbank sleeping on my buddy's couch and I, I I like spent all my money so I came back home and went back to doing construction at the time so I could pay bills of course and regroup and go and make another try at it so that would have been a, another big failure of mine awesome do you have any hobbies uh, that you like to do for fun travel if, if travel is a hobby my girlfriend and I travel all the time we go on cruises we'll buy a random plane ticket to Denver or San Francisco um, that one and then the other one is just man just hanging out with friends and family camping uh, we love spending time in nature whether it's camping or just like we flew to San Francisco for my birthday last year rented a car and drove about 600 miles in two days just driving down the Pacific Coast Highway and just hanging out Nice. And so when you travel, do you plan it out in advance or do you just say, you know what, I'm going to take X number of trips this year. I don't know what it is. So I'm just putting money aside for that. Um, how do you how do you do that? So my girlfriend will tell you I am like ridiculous on planning. She'll tell you I'm the least spontaneous individual on the planet. So we, we plan everything out. We're like, okay, in February, we're going to be here. This is the things we'd like to do. And she tells me, you need to be more spontaneous. I'm like, no, we have to have a plan. Well, the plan gets us to point A. We have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, so since you are very meticulous, um, how do you stay organized? You know, I am probably the, the, the most disorganized, organized person um, ever. But the best way that I can stay organized is old school with a piece of paper. So each day I create what I call my prosperity list. And these are just tasks I need to get done. So I'll have like all my coaching calls. I'll, like I need to write emails for Infusionsoft. I need to learn Infusionsoft. I need to study this. Like I have my task. And usually I have more on that list to get done than I actually can physically get done. It's just the way I am. But I tried my very best to do that. 
And then I use Calendars 5. It's an application uh, on my phone. And I have Calendars 5, and it's synced with my Google Calendar, which is synced with my um, iCalendar, which is also synced with TimeTrade. And I block out my calendar. So I have like Mondays is like days I only work on my company, Mondays and Fridays. So this is like my day to work on my company or do podcasts like this or outreach with potential people. And then Tuesdays is like coaching, Wednesdays is coaching, Thursdays is coaching and fulfillment, and then also build stuff for our business. And so I just block out chunks of time and honor those chunks. Awesome. And next question is, what techniques do you use to stay um, in the know and inspired? Um, I read, I try to read, I make it part of my routine. So one of the things that I do every single day usually is get up at 5 a.m. I'm in the gym by 5.30, 5.45. I lift weights for a good hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then when I get home, I make breakfast and then I, I read. Uh, I usually spend an hour reading something I'm inspired by or something I want to learn, whether it's a personal development book, whether it's something of spiritual nature, whether it's something to do on relationships, whatever I want to learn. And that's what keeps me inspired. And it's really interesting as I commit to that daily reading practice, I like literally get downloads that I'm able to then articulate in the marketplace to start creating these pieces of content. Great. And a few more questions, then I'm going to let you go. You named a number of books, but um, are there any other books that you would recommend? Um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. That book literally changed my life. Don't think I'd be here today without that book. Um, completely transformed my life. That was a really good one. Um, Jab, Jab, Right Hook was a good one if you're going to be on internet marketing because it's all about relationship building and stuff like that. Um, another thing for, for guys, um, it's not a book, but it's a video series that radically changed the way I thought about myself and business. It's uh, wakeupwarrior.com. Um, you can check that out. It's about how to have it all as a, as a guy. And there's some st stuff about spirituality and business, and it completely transformed the way I think about things. Great. And since you're a music guy, if you could create the soundtrack of your life, what free songs would be on it? So I knew this one was coming, man, and I've, <laughs> I've literally been thinking. And so here's the first one. The first song would be 10,000 by Macklemore. So I think it's 10,000 or 10,000 yes. hours, right? Because yeah. he's like 10,000. I, I like jam after that song because I'm thinking, yeah, this is my jam. Spend 10,000. I'm going to own this stuff, right? Like that's, that's just how I operate. So that would, be, that would be part of it. The second one would be by uh, Here Comes the Boom by P.O.D., Right. So mm -hmm. that one's like the chorus is like, here comes the ready or not. Here comes the boom, ready or not. Right. And so that's like, man, just take massive action. Just go for it. Like, just go. Right. That song's fun. And then the third song, I had to fit in my favorite band. So my favorite band is the classic crime. They're a band from Seattle. And we used to play festivals with those guys. And they have a song on their, not their newest record, but the one before that one called, what is that song? Oh. I don't remember the record. I had to pull it out on my phone. But anyway, it's the, their newest record, Phoenix. It's called The Phoenix, actually. And they have a song called Precipice. I think it's track six. And the chorus on that song says something like, um, I stood on a hilltop looking back on all my accomplishments, and I noticed that they are small, so I leaped off the precipice. And so I'm like, that one's interesting because it ties into our journey as an entrepreneurship because Honestly, if we climbed at you know, 80 years old or end of our lives, we climbed to this hilltop and we look back upon our life, all of our accomplishments would be small. They're not going to be these gigantic things, but they're going to be a lot of small wins. And I think that's what creates a fulfilled life is just daily small wins, day in, day out, day in, day out. And that ultimately creates a fulfilled life. But it's just kind of the realization that it, it really is just 
daily, small daily wins creates a fulfilled life rather than thinking you're getting on this mountain type and be able to look up and be like, that's an awesome accomplishment. (laughs) And and at the rest of it, it's all these like valleys and life would suck if all you had is this one big accomplishment. Yeah, that's great. Uh, And two more questions. What is, what's a quote or affirmation that you like to live your life by? Um, it's by Michael Bernard Beckwith, and I remember uh, listening to this on an audio, audio book in 2009, I think it was called Abundance, and he said, if you see it within them, it is within you. And this whole thing like changed my life, this very small quote, because here I am looking outside at people who I admire, and if I admire them, the only reason I can see what they're doing, like from an admiration, like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, that means that capability resides within me. Because if I, if I could see it and then wasn't capable to pull it off, like that would be like the worst practical joke in the history of mankind, right? Because you're like, that's awesome. I want to be like that. And it's like, yeah, you can't do that. Like that would be terrible, right? Yeah. But it's very like inspiring to me to, even as I'm growing and as I see people doing certain things or certain business models that I admire, I'm like, Hey, if I see that, then I can pull that off. I can create that because if I, I wouldn't be able to see it if it wasn't within me. Yeah. Uh, this is so inspiring. And the last question I have is, if you can give our audience one tip, one thing that they can do right now that will help them find their passion and live an awesome life, what would that be? Man, if we're looking at finding their passion, it would be go do something that you really love, whether that's like camping, whether that's walking, whether that's running, whether that's meditation, like figure out what that is for you. Because for I've learned that for each person, our ability to tap within, like the, our passion, the thing we're excited about, just ask. But the way that we ask is different for each individual. Like for me, I like have to be in nature. Like that's my thing. If you put me in Los Angeles or New York for a long period of time, meaning like a week, I go insane. Like I, I literally can't handle not being connected to, to nature. This is this the way I'm wired. But for some other people, they can. And them just going running or them taking a shower is their way to tap into their own flow. So whatever it is for you, I would challenge you to just ask the question diligently without any expectation of what the answer is. I mean, literally throw every conditioning, everything you've ever been told, throw it out the window and just ask, what is it I want to create? What is it I want to create? And if you just continually ask, I promise you, I promise you'll receive the answer. But be very, very careful of the questions you're asking. Because if you ask good questions, you will get good answers. But if you ask bad questions, you will receive bad answers. If you ask empowering questions, you will receive empowering answers. If you ask disempowering questions, you will receive disempowering answers. So just do that diligently, ask good questions, and I promise you, you'll find the thing that you want to create. And then once you find it, go. Like you are worthy, you were meant to do it, the voice gave it to you for a reason, just go. Uh, this is such good stuff, and I've enjoyed every moment of our interview, uh, AJ. And um, before I let you go, just uh, spend a moment or two and let uh, our audience know how they can get in touch with you, especially if they're looking to you know, get some mentorship or coaching. Yeah, the best way is just connect with me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at AJ Amex, or send me a Facebook message. Um, it's facebook.com slash at AJ and then Amex, A-M-Y-X. And then if you guys want free training, feel free to head on over to thegametimemovement.com. And there's always free training available there from podcasts to video training to anything you want. 
Perfect. Thanks again. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and to have you, um, you know, mentor me over the last couple of weeks. And um, for everyone out there, I hope that this has been valuable because it's been valuable for me. I've been taking lots of notes. Um, until next time, everyone, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.